You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. What's going on, man? Welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Oh, I, I love it. I love this podcast. It is literally one of my favorite things to do, like at all, like in all of the things that I do in my business, in my personal life, like all the top activities that I enjoy. It is legit doing this podcast. It is, uh, it's so much fun. And, and you know, what's funny too is I remember when I was younger and me and a buddy of mine, we would, you know, we were, we were young. I'm talking, we're like eight, nine years old. And, you know, when you're, when you're young, you play, right? So we were playing kind of make believe we were playing radio show. So I remember talking into this talk boy. And if you know what a talk boy is, that means you're probably around my age, which is 35, because uh, talk boy is from the movie Home Alone 2. It's that little gadget. It's just basically a recorder that they they happen to brand as a fun recorder for kids. It just records audio. And I remember getting one and we would talk into it and we would record these long radio shows. And what's funny is I don't think we ever really listened back to them, but we loved recording them. So it's like I've, I've been almost prepping for something like this my whole life. Anyway, love doing it, love being here and love helping you. So thank you very much for listening, for downloading. I know some of you are avid listeners and you listen to almost every single one. I've been on the phone with guys who tell me that they've listened to every single podcast episode, which is crazy because there's almost, well, not almost, there's over 400. Yes, over 400 episodes. And it's great to hear that you've been listening. What's also interesting is people find the podcast on you know iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever. And they tell me that they started listening to it from the beginning I think it's funny. I wonder, I'm curious, people listen to it from the beginning, which is great. I, I mean, I think every episode is amazing and the beginning episodes are, are great too. But it's interesting uh, not to listen to, the, to at least some of the newer ones like this one. Like, this is new at the time of release, obviously. I always feel like if, if and when I do listen to podcast episodes, I like to listen to old ones, but I always want to hear what's going on now just to be in the, in the know. But either way, don't really know why this matters, but I just want to talk about it. Okay, what are we talking about today? What's on today's episode? Today, we are interviewing someone who I have interviewed on the podcast, but it was many, many years ago. And he is a another fellow YouTuber. He doesn't have a podcast, but he's got a YouTube channel. His name is Stefan Erdman. And it's funny because whenever I would see his name, his last name is Erdman, so it looks like Stefan Nerdman. Uh, but he is far from a nerd. In fact, he is a very classy and well-educated fellow who has an amazing way at explaining how confidence works, how to build confidence. And overall, he's a dating coach. And you're going to see at the end of the episode, and you can see in the show notes, that he does have his own programs that that do help guys with dating and confidence. And I'd assume they're amazing. I've not gone through them myself, but I assume they're amazing because I love his work. And you're going to see here on this episode that I'm literally getting blown away. Like you can see, like this is not, of course, I, I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never fake on these episodes. I'm not just all excited for no reason. Like I legit get excited when I interview people, especially this one, because I learned something new and I learned some, not that I learned new things, but I learned new ways of explaining things. Like it was cool. Like Stefan has a different way of explaining things in terms of self esteem, in terms of confidence. And you'll you'll hear it in the moment. I'm like, wow, that's great. Like, I love the way you explain that. I mean, I tell him and I explain it in a different way, but you explain it this way. And it's just great because then you get to learn this stuff and it gets to be 
so much easier for you to get results. So here we're talking about instant confidence. I know that sounds very exaggerated, but it is true. His techniques do help you gain instant confidence like in that moment. They're really cool and he's going to give you a bunch of them and they're so helpful at feeling so much more confident in who you are in your life and especially with women in dating. So you're going to really, really like this and it's nothing you've heard before. So check it out here. And of course, if you need more help, you can always work with me one-on-one in the Trip Advice VIP coaching program, which there are always spots available. Uh, right now, the spots that are available are only available a few weeks out because it is filled at a certain amount. And then we do have spots available after that. So we always have a chance to work together. Just depends how fast you want to work together. Are you fed up? Are you ready to get this part of your life handled? Have you heard me talk about the coaching program a billion times and you finally say, okay, Trip, I'm ready. I'm ready because I know every single guy you work with gets amazing results and really pushes himself to the limit. So he becomes a new man that he never thought he could be. And yes, that's true. And yes, I do change lives. I'm not saying that to impress you. This is just the truth. And of course, because I have this ability, I have to share it with you. Like I can do this for you. We can help you. So go to coachedbytrip.com today so you can experience working with me. I mean, the results that these guys are getting in this program are just unheard of. You know, and I'm going to have a a client on who did a six-week session with me who got amazing results. We're going to do that in a few weeks. I'm going to interview him and he's going to talk about some of the things he learned. He's going to talk about his progress. He's going to talk about some cool stuff that he came up with when he was implementing the material that I was helping him with. So it's pretty crazy what we can do for you in terms of getting you to the point where you have lots of girls lining up to be with you and the right ones at that. No settling. That's what we're going to teach you. Go to coachedbytrip.com to apply for the ultimate experience. And I really hope to be working with you. Okay, here is my interview with Stefan Erdman talking about instant confidence. Check it out. Hey, Stefan, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Hey, Trip, good to be back. Good to talk to you. Yes, yes, good to talk to you as well. So why don't you, for the guys who are listening, because I know it's been a minute since you've been on the podcast, tell us and tell them who you are, how you got started on it, and how you became a dating coach yourself, and and what brought you into all this. Well, what brought me into all of this? Uh, yeah, if I go back a while back, then I would think what brought me into this were all my were all my dating problems, which is I think that's something I have in common with uh, some other dating coaches. I think, right? Would that be oh, fair yeah. to say? <laughs> I, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any dating coach who who's gotten into this that didn't have their own issues with women and dating. It, it yeah. seems to always stem from there. I don't think it's ever stemmed from a guy saying, "Man, you know, I'm really good at this." You know, <laughs> off the bat. And I don't then, know. Don't and you think? Don't you business. think sometimes people like like telling that story because they know it it's good for conversions or something? Sometimes I think like I don't know how how did this guy ever have fears around this stuff because you realize that sometimes people will come across so you know boom but um right right no that's a good that's a good point and what's interesting too is that i what what i think happens is i think and this is speaking for myself but kind of taking that and applying it to everyone else and and you tell me if you agree it's like you are this person who's not having success 
You do some things, you make changes, you find success. And then because of that, it's like you see in your head how you can help someone else get to the point where they're good with dating and women because you you can see it. It's like you can visualize that change. It's like I can't imagine someone who's already good with women and has pure confidence to be able to have the idea to help other guys because it's like they don't understand that journey. It's like they can't... They're the naturals, they call them. It's like they can't understand what it means to make that change because they never did it themselves. Yeah, uh, that's that's very true. You certainly find some guys who do the right things, but they have no idea how they got there and they can't explain it very well. And they say stuff like, just be yourself. And and uh, that doesn't help somebody who's being themselves at the moment yeah, is just, not just working for them. Just you be know, confident. Just do it, you know, just be confident. I mean, honestly, when you ask friends for dating advice, I think in general, it's, it's a bit of a mistake because usually you just get messages from people that are, um, you know, not helpful at all. Anyway, we got sidetracked already. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about you. I'll That's give you a, a, a quick rundown. I mean, I honestly, bottom of my heart, I obviously, in my late puberty, you know, I'd been relocating from East Germany, the former East Germany to West Germany when I was, uh, you know, in, uh, about 10 years old. And I was bullied in school for a while when I went over. Um, and, you know, I was a very sensitive child. And, <laughs> and so I came out of puberty with a lot of uh, issues. My family wasn't always the happiest. So I basically, I'm a I'm a self-made, happy, confident guy with self-esteem because I really got obsessed with with improving myself. Luckily, I think what's a little bit unique about me is that I went to London to study acting and I was really lucky to get into a really intense and demanding drama school. And drama school, you really have to get over your demons and you're being exercised almost. And you learn a lot of ways of making changes to yourself. And I've always seen acting when I was doing it and when I was when I was trained in things. I've always used all the things I learned about how to change myself in order to be a character. Uh, I've always used these things for myself. Okay. Like I, I take something that I learned from being a, in a role and, and then I, I use it for myself. And Can you give us an example of what that looks like? This is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've been doing this ever since. One thing, for example, I mean, it's not just techniques that I've learned in drama school. Like I learned a really amazing technique called character thoughts, which I can talk about in a minute. But, but the general idea of, hey, there is a script, you need to be that character and it's different from you. For example, I was in a, in a, in a production in drama center, in drama school, in drama center. And basically, that's the one where you know, Piers Brosnan or, or Colin Firth went to. I was there and I had to play this guy called Leona in a play called The Rules of the Game. And he was this kind of suave seducer guy who was very confident. 
And it was like the absolute opposite of me at the time, right? And so you work hard to find those qualities within yourself so that you can halfway believably be on stage being that person. And then you learn that you have the ability to have certain qualities and you have to find them in yourself. That's the process of acting, at least when it's good acting. It's a bit like you have a a comfort zone, a way of behaving, and then you stretch yourself in that direction of, let's say, be more confident or be playful or whatever it was. And then it stays with you and you've experienced this. And so it becomes a part of you and you've just widened your way of behaving and feeling. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, it's interesting, right? It's like, People have this thing called fake it till they make it. This is the actual technique for that in a weird way. It's like you're really, it's interesting. You're, mm. so what I'm, I'm just going to summarize it so to make sure I understand here mm. is you're almost like you're playing a role and you're finding all these different kind of qualities to come out to play this role. And in this whole situation, this whole technique that you're doing, you're finding ways to actually make you yourself a little bit more confident. Is that right? Yeah, you have to. I mean, literally that, I mean, unless you're a shit actor, <laughs> unless you go to one of those drama schools or you're one of those, those actors that, oh, I'm just going to pretend to be this person. Now, me, I went to a method acting school, like, you know, the kind of method acting that was influenced by my acting coach. He was basically the personal assistant of Lee Strasberg, which is like the, the method acting guru from, yes. from New York or wherever he was, um, who was teaching all the like sort of like the, the famous actors of the old days, like Robert De Niro and, uh, you know, uh, Al Pacino and so forth, I think. And it's sort of like the, what Marlon Brando started doing, you know, my big old acting hero. But so you weren't allowed to just fake it. You know? <laughs> so you really had to go deep, find the qualities. Actually, you know, there's a one great technique that I actually comes to mind just now called character thoughts. If I explain that to you, that will give you an idea of what really helps to get into that, to get yeah, into the mind it. of the character. You know, when I, was, when I was playing that, when I was in that play, for example, right? And my acting teacher, he was this, this old Israeli guy called Reuven Adiv. And I loved him. And he always had like a goloaz in his mouth. And he was like, yeah, just, just a really kind of charismatic dude and very chill. And I was playing the scene where I was supposed to be flirting with this woman and kind of seducing her. Yeah. And, you know, you start and I was doing what I thought I was doing. And... I was saying a few things to her and she was responding. And he goes, stop, Stefan. Stefan, no, it's, I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah. And then he goes, do character thoughts. So what character thoughts meant for us was we had to say out loud what we felt the character was thinking in his mind. Yeah. Cool. In the yeah. scene. And I was like, you know, I was saying a few things and, and he was like, okay, well, try again. And I tried again. 
And again, I didn't get it right. I still wasn't expressing it right. I, I didn't come across like I was in charge. I didn't come across like I was charming. I didn't come across like I was, you know, flirtatious or some sort of seducer. I mean, I sucked. And then he said again, no, Stefan, stop. Just do character thoughts again and really focus on what would you think like if you were the guy that was effortlessly going to get this woman to be attracted to you if you were somebody that was naturally wanting to seduce this girl and you had done it several times before. Cool. And then I was like, okay, now I, 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 I just went quiet for a while. And then what happened was when I really tried to think, okay, all right, well, I would look at her like, you know, she, she's something I, I, I can play with, you know? And then associations with like James Bond came up in my mind, right? And, and all of a sudden I had some inspiration from that I've noticed other people that have been good with women. And I, I put myself in their situation. I was drawing on that inspiration. And then I started to say out loud a few things that made sense for me. But the great thing about that is when you say that out loud, or even if you just focus on saying it in your mind, the kind of thoughts that you think a person that is confident, that is charming, that is seductive, that does this sort of thing all the time, when you do that in your mind or out loud, it changes you, not just in your head, but it obviously changes also your physicality. It changes how your voice sounds. With me, it had a real effect. Like it made my, my breathing go deeper. It changes, changed my voice, my, my body language. It changed everything about how I played the scene. And then all of a sudden, I did it again. And he goes, yeah, Stefan, you've got it now, right? And so that's when I realized how powerful it can be to actually consciously choose what you're thinking. Make sense? Makes sense. That's awesome. That's a really... I, I've never heard of, about this in this way. I'd never taught anything in this way. This is really cool. I've said before something similar, but I think that this method is actually way more powerful. Like I've said, and this is just one technique I've said to use is I just, I, you know, basically positive thinking, right? It's the idea of, of saying the positive things to yourself because people with low self-esteem, low confidence, are constantly saying the negative things to themselves mm -hmm. all the time. So their conversation in their head, and we're all having a conversation in our head at all times, is most of the time 80% negative mm. and far away from anything positive. Mm. And so it's about switching that conversation in your head. And I love this technique because it sounds like this is a interesting new way or new, new to me at least or new to anyone hearing it to change those thoughts. You know, yeah. it's like there, was a, there was a purpose for it in this case. Yes. And this is, this is less self-talk. I mean, it's less talking to yourself, but talking like it's talking about the situation in your mind the way you would rather than to yourself. Does, does it make sense? Rather than saying, you're good, you can do it, you're confident, whatever. It's, it's more putting yourself in the, situ in the place of 
how you would think about the other person, the situation, if you were in that state of mind. Makes sense? So it's it's yeah. an interesting, yeah, it's 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 got to do with thoughts and with your mindset and the conversation you're having in your head, but it's sort of more outward, if that makes sense. You know what's also cool about this is this isn't acting, okay? I mean, when we're talking about bringing this technique into actual confidence and self-esteem building, mm. it's not acting. That's the, that's the good news. This is real life. Because just because you say things to yourself that are negative doesn't make those any more real or fake than if you say something positive to yourself or say something to yourself that helps build confidence. So it's not like this isn't a fake until you make it. This is actually going into a place, a real place, where you're feeling better about yourself. I agree. And in my experience, the easiest ways to get influence over your state is your thinking and also body uh, language. How you use your body or how you use your voice. Those three, for me, are the the easiest ways to get influence. There's also, you can also get influence over your state through how you relate to people. That's another area that can be really powerful. But the easiest, most intuitive, the most control, where you have the most control, can literally be once you get a hang of actually choosing what you're thinking or how you use your body, it, it, it influences all the other areas of how you operate. It's one of the most intuitive ways of getting into it. But different things work for different people, you know? So sometimes it's easier for people to get into it through the mind, through the the actual thoughts that they're choosing to think. And sometimes it's it's easier. You can also basically change yourself through your voice or through your body language. Um, But there's so many different ways of getting influence over your state. So I'm fascinated with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Can you uh, can you give us some of those examples of how someone can can do that? Can use their voice, their body, and even even going a little bit deeper into some of the mindset stuff. Great. Um, Sure. I mean, when you think of your body, for example, something very simple that you can do to get yourself to feel focused, centered, and confident as a side effect is something that I I learned. This is also actually, it's interesting how some things you learn them in NLP, but you also learn them connected with like some acting techniques. Since we're talking about acting, there's a there's an acting teacher in from Russia called Michael Chekhov from a hundred years ago, who had quite a lot of uh, info, like technique about the body and how to change who you are or how what the character is in this case uh, through focusing on different types of parts of your body by basically saying your center is here or your center is there. Now, for most people, your center of your weight, basically, the place in your body that feels the most like your center is sort of like behind your navel, right? If you focus on that spot, it has an instantly calming and centering effect on you. Very often when people get nervous and freaked out or whatever, their attention and their focus may be up here somewhere where the head is or it's out there somewhere. And if you need to get yourself 
to feel centered and calm and confident, one of the easiest ways that you can do that is to literally just be and put your focus on basically behind your navel, like where your, where your, your stomach is. Just focus on that for a little bit and breathe. And you notice that after a few moments, you start to feel more centered and calm. Your shoulders should sink a bit. You should lose self-consciousness from your face. Because when you really focus on that part, you start to be one of those people that it's difficult to push over as well. There's exercises you can do where you can get people to try to push you over when you focus on this spot. And when you focus on other areas of your body, it's a lot more difficult to push you over, for example, when you focus on this spot. I don't know which, I think that's part of, what's that martial art? I forgot now. But it's also linked to uh, a martial art. They, they're talking about that as well. So that's one thing. Krav Magra? Krav Magra? I'm butchering it. I don't know. Like there is, I don't know which one, but... Krav Magra. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that I don't one. Do martial I was, I was thinking way. of Aikido, to be honest, but that might not be the right one. Um, okay, yeah, probably. I don't think it's Krav Magra, no. Yeah. Yes. Either way. But yeah, so that's one. Uh, and the other thing that I'm fascinated with is like, voice, you know, how you can use your voice to, or the way you speak to change your state. One of the simplest things that you can do is, for example, if you feel like a little bit lost or you get nervous because you're, you're going to talk to a girl or you are going to an interview and you're nervous and you're like, oh, you know, you feel a little bit high and uh, everything is flying around a bit in your head. And, you know, you t have this tendency for your voice to get tense and you lose control, one of the easiest things that you can do is to literally use a downward inflection and speak with a downward inflection for a little bit. You can even use this in your head. You can speak with a downward inflection in your head, like I'm doing right now. And after a little while, you start to feel really calm and in control again, because you're basically using a commanding intonation. And when you're using a commanding intonation, you basically also use that on yourself because every time you speak to somebody or even in your head, you're listening to yourself. So you can put yourself into whatever state you want to be in. So if you want to feel in a calm, commanding state, all you have to do is use that downward inflection and basically not be Australian because, you know, you always go the opposite way when you're Australian, unfortunately. And just go downwards every time you say anything. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear yep. the downward inflection? Yep, I teach yeah. it. I'm doing it right now. As I'm talking to you at the end of the sentence, it's going down now as opposed to right now. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. And it's, it has an in instant impact on you, doesn't it? It does. It makes you feel like you're in control. Yeah. Like you're, like you're the one who's commanding. Yeah, it, it, it's like that. But it's just, you know, it's just funny how there are so many ways that you can get influence over your state that, and everything works together. You know, you get influence over one way, over one aspect of who you are. You know, may, maybe it'd be your, how you speak, and it influences everything else. It influences your, your body, it influences your thoughts. It influences your feelings. It influences how you relate to people. So 
to me, this has been wildly fascinating over the years to realize how everything is linked. I know this kind of sounds maybe obvious, but I feel like to a lot of people, it's not obvious that they can really decide how they want to feel, for example. You can also just literally decide, oh, how do I want to feel right now? You just have to ask yourself the question and realize you have the power. But anyway, side point. No, I think that's good. I think that that all makes sense. And that's it's it's interesting, right? It's interesting mm-hmm. how right now we're not even talking about outer experiences. We're only talking about the inner experiences, meaning you're doing this all by yourself without relying on an external situation. Mm. Because we allow a lot of external situations to dictate how we feel, mm. i.e. getting rejected or having sex with a girl, right? Like both things really move our self-esteem up and down, you know? Like it, it's like almost like a chart. It's like all these external experiences dictate whether it's going down mm. or up or up or down, like the stock market almost. Yeah. Like and it's interesting how how that works. And you're not talking about that. You're talking about purely using internal experiences and only you to manage your confidence and how you feel in the moment, which is very powerful. If you're in a place where you are solely relying on external, what's happening to you to feel good or feel bad, you're not in a good place. Unfortunately, a lot of people are in that in that situation, but it's an illusion. I mean, the the reality is you're making the decision all the time how you right. want to feel, how right. how you think. You know, you just most we're just not aware of it because we are so conditioned, even through language. It's like who says to somebody, "How have you chosen to feel today?" Nobody. Everybody's like, "How are you feeling?" And we kind of, we answer like, uh, yeah, okay. And we're associated with, oh, how has our day been? But, you know, how have we made our day? How do you, how do you want to feel today? <laughs> that should be a question we should ask each other when we meet, you know? How, how, yeah. how do you feel like feeling today? <laughs> but that right. sounds weird, right? Because we don't have the language for it. But it's true. Because, you know, hey, listen, I have moments too where it's like, today, I just don't feel like being up. I feel like being down today. I feel like, just feel my crap today. And then there's other days where it's like, no, I feel like being awesome and feeling awesome today. And you get that choice. You know, you do. I know that there are people out there who do have actual, you know, issues with their brain and, and, you know, medical conditions and things like, things like that, that don't allow it. Like I know there's people who have, um, I don't, I don't know all the medical terms, but, you know, issues with, uh, serotonin levels or dopamine levels yeah. where it's like, no, you don't really get to choose because there is an aspect of their their inner mechanics or their brain that's not allowing them to do that. But I guess what we're saying is we're speaking to the people who don't have those issues and actually have the opportunity to have more control over that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've got to preface everything by saying, you know what, everything I talk about is is based on my personal experience and my experience with working with people. So I obviously, yeah, there are many, there are probably situations where I, I, I try not to uh, make blanket statements that this, this will apply to every person. But I, I do can. feel that there's a general belief that how you feel is sort of, sort of like 
dependent on other people, but it's clearly not right. for most people. And it's interesting too, because yeah, we're, we're, we're as coaches, we're relating our experiences and helping other people. But it's, you know, it's a lot of experiences. Like all the stuff that, that I'm talking about, especially with this, is like I, I, I'm living it every day when I interact with clients or friends or family or acquaintances. It's like you can see how their, their minds are working. You can see what they're choosing to feel that day. You know, it's like, no, it's not, a, it's not an actual scientific experiment that has a whole thesis and everything. You know, we don't have that kind of scientific proof. But, you know, sometimes a lot of that reference experience is pretty powerful, is pretty powerful. Yeah. So. At the same time, I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to be clear. At the same time, obviously, when you have different experiences that are hoisted upon you through society, then you have a lot more challenges to realize your own power. And if, if, if I'm relating to, the, you know, to, for example, Black Lives Matter or something like that, I've also been working as a facilitator doing unconscious bias training, and that's a real thing in my experience. And so certain people, myself included, certainly have an easier time to draw on positive experiences that other people may not necessarily have the same experiences. Obviously, it also depends exactly where you grow up and on other things. But mm-hmm. ultimately, there is the power within you to get in control of how you're thinking, how you're feeling, how you're operating. But obviously, the challenges to get there can be very different. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So do you have any first steps for any guys out there who are listening to this and they want to build some of these, build some of this confidence and and use some of these techniques to help themselves so they don't have to rely on the external experiences and the external validation? Well, I do honestly think that, I mean... (laughs) Over the years, you kind of boil things down to very simple, uh, very simple formulas. Um, and one thing for me, there's a very simple, for example, when it comes to self esteem and feeling good about yourself, there is a very, very simple formula for me. And when you really boil it down, it's this. And I've got this literally as a sign on my wall as well here in my, in my, in my studio. Cool. Um, yeah, I love it. Basically, my little phrase is only do what makes you proud. If you consistently focus on making the choice with anything that makes you proud, rather than what doesn't make you proud, you build self-esteem consistently every day through every little interaction. Okay? Only do what makes you proud. That's how I remember this. So let's say you're going to have breakfast. I'm talking about really banal things now. You, you're getting out of, let's say before breakfast, you're getting out of bed. What do you do first so that you can make yourself proud? Will it make you proud to you know, just go to the bathroom and then get, make yourself pancakes? Or will it make you proud to do 30 push-ups and 
go for a run and then make yourself a healthy smoothie? What is going to make you proud? Anytime you have a decision to make, do what makes you proud and don't do what doesn't make you proud. I know that sounds super simple, but when you actually apply that to your life, you will consistently develop self-esteem. And for a lot of people that are at war with themselves who feel they suck, I've just had, I just saw an email today of somebody who says, you know what, I don't, you know, I've been single for 20 years and I'm resigned to being lonely for the rest of my life. And they're like 36. And I'm thinking, Jesus, that's like another half of your life in front of you. So I sent him an email back saying, have you given up or do you want to change this? Because you need to know whether, whether somebody really actually wants to do something about it. But if he, for example, started to focus on this simple thing as a simple filter, it's basically, imagine that like a filter that you put every decision through that you make. Will this make me proud or not? If yes, do it. If not, no. What can you do instead to make yourself proud? If you apply this to relationships, if you apply this to conversations, if you apply this to anything in your life, you're off to the races building self-esteem and that in turn will make you feel more confident and will give you the kind of pride in yourself, frankly, because obviously that's implied in the, in the, in the whole word. Is this too simple? Uh, I just wanted to make no, it very applicable. That is amazing. I love Simple is the best. Mm. That's the best way because people can use simple. You can't use complicated. And if you can't use complicated, you can't get results in your life. So that is awesome. And Sometimes those seven-step, you know, whatever processes <laughs> to whatever sound way more impressive. Yeah. No, you know it's not more impressive to me is one step. And, and, and you just gave it, right? You just gave it. You, you took the words out of my mouth when you said it too. You started saying the word filter. That's what it is. It's a mindset hmm. filter because yeah. you're, it's a filter. It's like, okay, before you do something, you filter it through the mindset of, is this going to make me proud? I mean, this is, dude, I'm going to use this. This is awesome. I mean, no joke. I'm actually going to use this. This is a great way of looking at things. It's, it's funny because I have such a more long-winded way of saying this when it comes to approaching girls. And now, if you don't mind, I'm just going to steal this because this is great. It's like when guys are scared to approach a girl, I always say to them, you know, you might get rejected, but you're going to be so much happier after you do it. And really, that's just a very long-winded way of saying, listen, there's a girl over there. Are you going to feel proud of yourself if you're going to approach her or don't approach her? And I'd say nine times out of 10, the guy's going to say, I'm going to feel more proud if I approach her. And then, of course, they get rejected. You can say, well, yeah, you got rejected, but that doesn't take away that you're proud of yourself for actually doing it. So it's like, that's just one example of using that mindset filter. Mm -hmm. Love it. Absolutely. And it applies to anything. I mean, when my girlfriend broke up with me from four and a half years, this is what got me out of that without feeling absolutely destroyed because I basically handled it in a way that made me feel proud. That was probably the, the most dramatic example of how this how this one question or this one sentence got me focused and got me in the right direction, you know? Because otherwise you start fighting yourself and start, but I just handled it in the way that made me feel proud. And that eased, that just made it sad, but it didn't lead to the sort of like, you know, the sort of self-defeatism that that usually comes over and the sort of, 
fighting with yourself and this sort of disgust with yourself or with the other person that comes in this sort of situation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, good for you. Good for you. That's good that you used it. Well, I, I'm excited to also use it and I'll let you know mm. how it goes. So, cool. Stefan, thanks so much for doing this and uh, being here once again. That's great to have you back. If guys want to learn more about you, where should they go? They should probably go to my website, to authenticgame.com. There's a program that um, if people are really like, if people want to develop their their inner game, their confidence, their self-esteem, the best step in, if you're interested in this, in getting more control over yourself, your your mindset, how, you know, your confidence around women, for example, then they should check out the six-week W Confidence Challenge. Go to authenticgame.com and on the first page there, you should be able to find the link to the six-week W Confidence Challenge. Cool. Um, it's, it's changed a lot of guys' lives. And um, it's if some of this stuff that I said here today and some of the stuff that Tripp said here as well, uh, that you said made sense, if this is speaking to the, to, to the, to the heart of the problem for you, then that's a, a good first step. There's a seven-day free trial that gives you a chance to just basically take the first week's learning, try it out, and see what happens. Cool. Awesome. Guys, check that out. We'll put a link in the show notes so you can. And Stefan, thanks again for being here, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Trev. Good to have you. See you. Speak to you. There you go. (laughs) Take care. Bye.